Hello, and welcome to PitCasts. I'm Daniel Anderson, and we're coming to you from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Today, we're going to be talking about PitCasts themselves. What are PitCasts? And we have a wonderful group with us. I'm going to turn it over to them, and they can introduce themselves and, and talk us through what we mean when we say the word PitCasts. Uh, hi, um, I'm Elizabeth Leonard. Uh, I'm a senior at UNC, um, and we're working on the Pit Class as just um, sort of an extension of the Pit Journal, which is an undergraduate academic publishing journal. Um, and I'll turn it over to Ade. Ade, sorry. <laughs> hi, um, I'm Ade Newkirk. I'm a transfer junior, and I exclusively work on the Pit Cast because <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Aya. Um, I am one of the co-heads of the uh, PitCast, uh, the podcast committee, and um, I'm not a transfer, but I am also a junior. And yeah, I'll turn it over to our other co-head. Uh, I'm Ethan Dalkey. I'm a senior, and I'm the other co-head of the podcast committee. Fantastic. So uh, PitCasts are an outgrowth of the People, Ideas, and Things journal. And I think for listeners, it probably would be helpful to understand exactly what that is. So what is the People, Ideas, and Things Journal? Um, so the People, Ideas, and Things Journal is an undergraduate academic publishing journal that's run through uh, the UNC English Department. Uh, and we try and publish undergraduate research. Um, it's most typically associated uh, with English 105, but we also branch out to other subject areas. And it's just research in any subject that a student found very interesting and wanted to investigate further. And how did you all get here um, to these spots? Um, well, I actually applied uh, through the work-study program, and Dan was kind enough to let me on. Uh, and I had mostly copy editing experience, but I was really interested in uh, digital literacy, which is also something that we're working on uh, in the Pitt Journal, especially in just the Pitt team at large. Uh, and so I kind of asked, begged on my knees to like kind of and like expand into other areas. And so uh, here we are with the Pitcast. Awesome. Um, I actually saw a Instagram ad, I'm pretty sure, come across my feed. And it was like, do you want to do you like uh, copy editing? Do you like social media? Do you like all of these things? And I was like, yes, yes, yes. So I showed up to the interest meeting or something like that and been a part of it ever since. It's been really fun. Yeah, I also joined uh, via work study and um I'm also a creative writing minor. Um, yeah. So I was pretty interested in just like reading and editing um, just to keep up with like doing English stuff. Um, but I'm primarily like I'm a journalism uh, major and I do audio and well, broadcast journalism and written journalism. So I've been taking like a bunch of audio classes this semester and I'm trying to go further in that. So yeah, podcasting is another huge interest of mine. And now I'm one of the co-heads. Yeah, I also joined via the work study program and I don't have an I'm not an English major or minor, but I I thought that the podcasting is like a really good opportunity and that was something that I was really interested in. And then I think also it's been really fun just to see what people submit as like student research and like to be able to like read different papers and like be exposed to ideas that I haven't researched or thought about myself.
So I want to talk about the PITCAST particularly, but before we do, you mentioned student publications, the research that they're doing. To situate things, let's talk a little bit more. What exactly are students experiencing when they participate in the PIT journal activities? I'll take that one. Um, so I think that students, whenever they're involved uh, in the PIT team, either uh, through submitting through the journal or just behind the scenes, they're getting a lot of professional academic experience, I think, um, and also just publication experience and experience with digital literacy, um, which means that they're kind of learning uh, different aspects of uh, literacy and digital literacy. They, they're learning how to copy edit. They're learning how to edit audio. They're learning how to edit video. Um, if you're on the social media team, then you're kind of learning the best methods to get engagement. If you're on the web development team, it means that you're learning these skills to build a website. So I think that it's a really positive experience for anybody like in any field, especially even if you're um, submitting, then you have a publication to put under like your resume. Um, and I think that that's a really great opportunity, at least it has been for me. I feel like I'm graduating with a lot more skills than I came in with. Can you repeat the question? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm interested in the student experience. Uh -huh. I think there's two pieces to it. Some students are submitting articles to this journal. And then other students like all of you are participating in the behind the scenes editing operations of the journal. Um, so you could speak to either of those. I'm interested in, you know, what what is the payoff? Why are you here? Um, um, what 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 makes it worth your while? Oh, my gosh. OK, so far, at least for me, it's been really fun because I'm a communications and Hussman uh, advertising Journalism. PR. Huh? No, no. Okay, that, I thought you were like. Uh, no, I am so sorry. Advertising and PR. Thank you. Um, it's been really fun to like be more creative and like learn or learn more, but then also be able to use the things that I learned in like my media, my media production classes, and like learn how to like plan things out, like um, do like different interviews and things like we're setting up right now with uh, some of the people who've submitted their papers. And it's been really fun because I really like NPR and I'm living out my NPR fantasies right now. So. Yeah, I would also say like for me personally, I feel like there's like a lot of like real like work experience that you're doing here. Like you have to communicate, you have to collaborate, you have to learn to plan. And like, it's just like, you know, these sort of like, not necessarily soft skills, but like you're just learning how to be part of like something bigger, you know? And there's like, there's opportunities for that on campus, but I feel like at the Pitt Journal, it's like easier to get involved. Like there's like more, there's like so many different committees and like we don't really have that many people. So like you're definitely doing something to do to like help, you know, get this journal up and running. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Is it fair to say that uh, those opportunities are fewer in classics. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, especially Hussman, like, even though it doesn't seem like there's a lot of people, there are so many people. And, like, even, like, with the DTH, like, you have to be assigned stories. And there's all this work, like, that you do, that you put into these things. And these deadlines, they're, like, really rigid, like, especially in the journalism world. And it, I get it. It makes sense. And, like, the things that you have to do, there's less room for, like, things you want to pursue um and here 
Um, one of my professors recently said that like he did freelance work and um, part of the reason he really liked freelance work was because like you get to choose and like when you get to choose your work is often better because like you're passionate about it and here at the Pitt Journal we like encourage people to pursue what they're passionate about. I'm hearing that there's a lot of professional opportunities um, and some of those are operational in, in some ways, learning to collaborate, <clears throat> taking care of things. So I'm wondering in some ways about the intellectual pieces. So I don't want to drive such a, such a wedge between those two areas. Is it such a stark dichotomy between professionalization and then intellectual work? So I'm going to play a clip for you. This is um, Bethany Usher is a professor at George Mason University talking about undergraduate research activities and um, uh, she does include professionalization, but she has another one that I want to get your reaction to. I'm just going to go ahead and, and play it and hear what you say. So the things that students learn when they're doing this, they learn these research skills where students get to learn. It's not just about doing things, but it's about learning how to ask the questions. Right? Knowing how to phrase a question and then what you would do about getting it. In the era of big data, right, this is one of the things we need to know. The data is often there. It's how do you interpret it? What kind of questions to ask out of it? So has this been an intellectual pursuit as well as just a, a way to get resume items? Definitely. Oh my gosh. Like even when we were going through a lot of the submissions and trying to figure out what we could have conversations about a lot of the questions that kind of everyone was asking um, was like okay but what is this paper trying to say like what are the main points like what is what is the I remember it was something you you asked about um one of them that was just like yeah that makes sense but it was like um like what is the overarching idea so like taking those like really dense like papers and be like okay but like how do we have a conversation about that like, what do, what do we do with that? Yeah, I think so. I feel like we've talked a lot about, like, uh, framing for some of the submissions. Like, they've got, like, good points and whatever, but, like, the frame is, like, off. Like, is it causation, correlation? Like, like with one of them specifically, we were, like, um, because a couple of us had, like, background knowledge of this thing from, like, years of, years of delving deep into, <laughs> like, the cesspool that was that topic and um <laughs> yeah so we were like um I know what they're talking about and I know everything but like that's not quite right you know and because it's like something that several of us were interested in like we definitely were like we can definitely have a conversation we can definitely like discuss this and like pursue it intellectually here yeah well I think there's also like some of the papers that we read were about topics that none of us are familiar with. And so I think like that is like an intellectual aspect of it where like we, I, in reading these papers to, in order to like help them refine their paper, like we're also learning about this topic and we're being exposed to something that we didn't previously know about. And that at least for me, like I found like a few of the papers like really interesting. And I thought that this might be something that I want to do more research on myself in my own time. And uh, kind of going off of what Ethan and I said, um, a lot of these topics we don't have any familiarity with. And so going in and reading these papers, you kind of learn how to identify 
if this paper was like well written or if this like podcast was well argued and kind of what the argument was. Um, and I think you kind of learn how to build an intellectual argument or an intellectual conversation from that because you're like, sure, I didn't know anything about like dwarf planets or K-pop or like, you know, this like Ukrainian technology for food before. Um, but I am like starting to understand what you're saying. And I can also figure out like these points of confusion and kind of determine whether or not I think that this was well argued. And I think that that's also a huge thing for like intellectualism and kind of move, moving forward with that like mindset. Yeah, like kind of what you said, like especially what she said in the clip, like being able to figure out questions. Like once you read something, you can – especially when it's something like a topic that you don't have a lot of knowledge on, you can find those gaps as a reader and be like, okay, I know you said this, but like, what, what else? Like, what about this? But what about this? And you'd be able to have a conversation about those parts to kind of fill, fill in kind of the, the, the breadth of the topic as well. So. So you spend a lot of time looking at student writing uh, almost as a writing teacher would. What are your takeaways when you think through how are, and a lot of the writing is by first year students, how are first year students doing? What are some of the biggest challenges that you recognize in their, in their writing? And what are some of the strengths that you come across? Okay, yeah, I feel like something that a lot of papers that I've seen both last semester and this semester is that students aren't really like addressing their argument. Like they would make an argument in like, um, in like a, there'd be like a thesis statement, but like as the paper goes on, they're not addressing like all parts of their argument or explaining their argument. I remember like one person submitted like an argument that was more of an analysis of like a film, um, and another student would um, submitted like a research paper that was more like um, uh, I don't exactly remember what the word was, but it was like basically when you just talk about the research that's already been done lit review yeah a lit yeah. review yeah so yeah there's a lot of like struggle with like actually articulating a clear concise um argument throughout the paper and staying on that topic yeah that's definitely something I've noticed um and going off of Aya's point about like the lit review I think a lot of students like find these sources that they find compelling but then their paper ends up kind of sounding like exactly like just a lit review of that um, data. And it's like whenever you write um, an essay like this, you are saying that you have something new to contribute to this conversation and that like by compiling all of this research, you are um, establishing something that needs to be said. And I think that um, that's something that like a lot of students need to keep in mind. Um, especially when they're working really closely with like one source, it's like, it, can you find additional sources that back up this claim or can you challenge like, um, oppositional research to affirm what this like one, um, study is saying. And I think that that's something that could be more useful for students to keep in mind. You said you transferred from another school. Um, can you talk about the differences that you've noticed in writing instruction from the two different institutions that you've been at based on your experiences? I can't. <laughs> so I came from uh, Central Piedmont Community College in Charlotte. What, what? It's not like that. Nobody's like, <laughs> we, we, no one revs CBC like that. But um, definitely the kind of writing that 
is or the 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 level of writing there is very much like we give you a topic it needs to be in this specific format and then you have your three sources and then you're done so I think that kind of translates into what you get like you don't really argue (laughs) you're just like here's my point this is why this is why this might be an argument but this is why and then in conclusion blah 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 and you can just stretch that out into how many pages that you need whereas here there's definitely more of a push for an actual argument which I think is a really hard um transition um if you come from <laughs> a a school structure that's kind of just trying to get you your credits and get you where you need to be like go get a job go have fun whereas this is definitely a lot more like we want you to have academic arguments. We want you to be interested in what you're researching. We want you to delve a little bit deeper. We want you to, you know, really engage with the question that you're asking or the argument that you're making. Um, whereas <laughs> at CP or I, I guess really anything that's a little bit shorter, it's shorter form, like it's associates instead of like bachelors and masters and um, doctorates and all that. Um, it's very much like, do you understand it? Yes. Can you argue for it? Yes. Can you find like one or two counter arguments? Yes. Can you give me a conclusion? Yes. You're done. Beautiful. A plus. Go about your business. So I think definitely that that uh, shift or that ooh, that difference of expectation you can definitely you can definitely tell that <laughs> going from one to the other. I'm hearing a lot of complexity around writing. Mm. Uh, you've seen writing in different contexts. You've seen writing instruction in different contexts. You've um, worked as editors. So there's plenty to work on uh, around writing. So why podcasts? I've always wanted to be part of a podcast. Um, yeah, I like have this friend that I've had for like forever. And like even when we were in high school, I was like, we should start a podcast. Like we're like so cool and we have such amazing thoughts. Like I literally never stopped thinking. I think also podcasts are good in like being more accessible because I think there's a lot of people that wouldn't really be interested in sitting down and reading a seven page paper but they would be more willing to listen to like a 10-15 minute podcast about some topic and so I think like podcasts help reach different demographics that like formal academic papers wouldn't and I also think like for some topics, it's might be a better medium to just sit down and have a conversation about something than as opposed to like writing out about it in like seven, eight pages. I agree. Like I, like you said, I like the accessibility. I like the freedom. I like, like you're able to break form. Like it's not just sitting down and writing, uh, reading like a seven page paper and be like, okay, cool. Like you're able to engage with it, ask questions. I really, really like asking questions. (laughs) Like I am really good at interrogating people. So I really enjoy it. Like I said, I love NPR. I love um, WUNC Embodied. Anita Rye, I love you. Um, I love that kind of uh, academic conversation like where you're really delving a little bit deeper into a topic and it is more accessible so that you're like okay wow like I didn't realize that that was part of this or this was part of that and kind of listening to a conversation about it I like that a lot 
Um, one of the things that I'm recognizing with podcasts, initially you might think I'm here to speak, but when you're participating in a podcast, active listening and kind of questioning uh, back to the undergraduate research angle comes up. I mean, I think it teaches you to be an interlocutor rather than just somebody blasting their thoughts, even though it seems counterintuitive. Agreed, yeah. So what can we expect then with these pitcasts? I know this is going to be a podcast variation on the undergraduate research publication that the Pitt Journal is doing. Tell me a little bit more about the specifics. Uh, yeah, so I think that uh, we're going to take kind of a multi-pronged approach with these podcasts. Uh, like I said, we're just kind of learning as we go. Um, this is something I think that is definitely open to and sort of necessarily always changing. Um, but right now we sort of have a plan uh, to interview authors of pieces uh, that we're either publishing or uh, that we're not publishing, but we still found to be uh, really compelling. And we thought that it could be very compelling in an audio format, uh, not just in a paper. Um, and then also we're just going to sit down sometimes, uh, just like the four of us, five of us, um, and uh, just talk about subjects that we think would be very interesting and are like tangentially related to things that we're doing in the Pitt Journal uh, and to this sort of intellectualism uh, that you brought up before, Dan. Um, and just like ask these questions that Ade loves to ask and uh, just enjoy it and hopefully make an entertaining product. Fantastic. I can't wait to listen to them. Um, are there any final words? What else uh, should we expect? Um, we would really like as many people who listen to this and want to be a part of a podcast to join. Um, we are a very open and fun, loving group of people. Like we literally just like talk. Like that's pretty much what literally. we do. Like we love to talk about literally whatever. We were talking like right before this about recording yeah. So yeah, you know, if you like have, if you want to join, please join. We're open. Um, and we'd love to have you. Excellent. And for those listening, if you are at UNC Chapel Hill, you can go to Heal Life and look for People, Ideas and Things Journal, and you can join our group there. You can also go to pitjournal.unc.edu. And uh, the podcast will be located at pitcasts.unc.edu. Edu. So uh, I'd like to thank our guests. I think this has been a wonderful conversation. I think it's going to be a nice introduction to the series of podcasts. And um, please stay tuned to hear what else we produce. Thank you.